0: Hello, I'm Kate Freeman and this is the Daily Dollar. this episode of The Daily Dollar, I dive into the world of adaptogens, what they are and are they the de-stressor in a pill that you've been waiting for. This is part two. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are talking all about adaptogens today, continuing on from yesterday's episode. So I spent a lot of time yesterday talking about stress, talking about the fact that COVID is making us stressed and about the fact that we want to try and (laughs) get rid of our stress. But I also talked in more detail about a stress theory by a psychologist back in the 30s who looked at the general adaption syndrome. And that is kind of the basis for how adaptogens work. So quick recap, adaptogens are herbal Chinese medicines that we can take as a supplement or a powder, or we can pop it into a liquid beverage, and they work by tweaking the body's production of hormones and the physiological adaptation to stress, which allows our body to maintain equilibrium for longer of periods of time within that non specific phase of stress. So it basically is increasing our time to the exhaustion phase of stress. And it's once we hit that exhaustion phase, a causing, according to this theory, that can then lead to illness and health issues. Um, and the body's immune system can become suppressed and things like that. So, what we're going to look at is some key uh, adaptogens. There are two of them ashwagandha and ginseng. And we're going to look at their four biggest claims in today's episode and just look at the research around them. So the four biggest claims that these two adaptogens make that they can help you with are helping with stress management, help with weight loss, reduce risk and help treat cancer and lower blood sugar levels. So I'm get stuck into it because there's heaps of information. Again, thank you to my intern, Chelsea, who's doing a nutrition internship here at the Healthy Eating Clinic, she's from the University of Canberra and she's done a great job with pulling together the research on this that's helping me do this episode today. So, stress management can adaptogens help reduce your stress? So, when Chelsea was researching adaptogens, basically every article, blog, and magazine she found raved about the benefits. That adaptogens can have on stress, but none of them really talked much about the science. And so scientific studies have found that one particular adaptogen, ashwagandha, can be very helpful in reducing both self-perception of stress and medically examined stress due to its ability to reduce the production of the stress hormone cortisol. So this is very interesting. So quick definition, cortisol is a hormone that the body produces, um, when to help with energy when we're either like fighting or fleeing from a stressor. Now when we're chronically stressed our cortisol levels are continually raised and so they sort of keep stay at higher levels within the body and that this can cause anxiety, depression, difficulty losing weight and heart disease. So decreasing cortisol levels when dealing with chronic stress can be really beneficial to your health. So, some studies have found that consuming between 250 milligrams and 500 milligrams of ashwagandha daily can help reduce cortisol levels anywhere between 11 to 44 percent, depending on the dosage and strength. Ashwagandha has also been found to reduce the effects of physical and mental anxiety. And insomnia and anxiety, um, as well as social dysfunction and severe depression. One study found that due to ashwagandha's strong anti stress adaptogenic activity, patients who were suffering from any of the above mental illnesses reduced their symptoms by 68 to 79%, compared to the placebo group, who only reduced their symptoms by 4.9 to 11.6%. So interesting, right? So these studies actually do support the claims made in the media. However, the thing that you need to remember is that these studies have some limitations. So the limitations include the study size, which means they had a small number of participants. And generally, when we come to really good science, and when I say good science, I mean studies that are a large size and have large number of participants. But then also lots of studies with large number of participants that are saying the same thing. So they're replicable and they're getting similar results. So this this study was small, it was short term, um, and it also lacked diversity in its population group. And so even though it's promising evidence, because that's the only study and it had limitations, there's not enough evidence for us to just start like in these pills or for me as a health professional to start recommending them. But it may be something that can be helpful and something that you might want to talk to your GP about and taking ashwagandha to help you as part of your stress. I would be very careful in taking it as a replacement for your other um, pharmacotherapy medication for mental health. So don't stop taking your anti-anxiety or antidepressant or other medication for your mental health and um, things like that, and also don't stop seeing your psychologist and you're doing your psychotherapy. take it in addition to as like an additional thing to, to help potentially help support you. but it's certainly not enough for us to start making like wide claims about how how great it is. So speak to your GP, um, keep doing your other things that you're doing to look after your mental health, but yeah, hey, there might be a small benefit there. So how interesting. All right, let's move on to the next claim, which is weight loss and blood sugar. So research into whether or not adaptogens can help you lose weight and lower your blood glucose levels is very limited. The two main adaptogens that have been researched for this area are ashwagandha and ginseng. Again, a 2017 study found that consuming 300 milligrams of ashwagandha twice daily with water reduced both overall body weight and BMI by 3.03% and 2.93% respectively. These results were, however only found in adults who are under chronic stress. So the weight loss is thought to be due to a reduction in stress levels as reducing stress helped make people make their better food choices and that that's what led to a reduction in BMI and overall body weight as opposed to the actual supplement itself resulting in weight loss. And the thing is if this is not a very good study, like if they're not controlling for other variables that we know to weight loss and blood sugar management like carbohydrate load, calorie intake, you know, diet quality, different dietary patterns, if they're not controlling for all of those things and they're simply just now taking a supplement, you can't actually say that the supplement did X, Y, Z because there's just too many other variables at play that could be the reason why they got the results that they did. But there could potentially be some area for further research there but overall not enough to make some conclusions. In terms of um, looking at the effects of ashwagandha and weight loss in adults who are not under chronic stress, there is very, very little research um, and the results that have been found are inconclusive. So there's there's really no evidence there. So an adaptogen is not going to help you lose weight essentially. (laughs) When looking at whether the adaptogen helps reduce your blood sugar levels, research again, very limited and inconclusive um, for ashwagandha. Ginseng, however, has been extensively studied and is found to have promising results due to its ability to influence insulin sensitivity. So if you think back to previous episodes on diabetes and insulin resistance and things like that, where I've talked about insulin sensitivity, which is essentially your body's ability to listen effectively to insulin and take Sugar or glucose out of the bloodstream and into the cell and use it for metabolism, which is a key part of good blood sugar management. And if your insulin sensitivity is poor, then your body's not responding to insulin very well. And the long term consequence of this is type 2 diabetes. So, 16 different studies have concluded that ginseng has the ability to lower fasting blood glucose levels in both individuals with and without diabetes greater results were shown in those who already had higher fasting blood glucose levels. So essentially it was more effective in bringing down blood sugar levels in those where whose blood sugar levels were really high. So that's super interesting as well. So again, promising research, something that you could talk to your GP about, but again, not a replacement for good healthy eating habits and developing, you know, an overall strategy for sort of managing blood sugar levels and managing your weight and things like that, still make good healthy food choices, still build healthy eating habits and do all the things that you know to do to help you, you know, get good blood sugar control. But taking maybe some ginseng on top of that, Um, is really important. If you are taking some medications like metformin or other diabetes medication, always, always, always check with your GP before taking a herbal Chinese medicine supplement as well, because there can be interactions there. So don't just take it willy-nilly. Okay. So another two claims. The next claim is that it reduces the risk of developing cancer or it can help treat cancer. So one or more of um, the claims is that adaptogens can do both, like reduce risk and help treat. So specifically Chinese ginseng has been widely studied as a treatment option for cancer. So a meta-analysis of nine studies that included over 330,000 participants found that consuming ginseng in your diet can on average lower your risk of cancer by 16%. This is a significant reduction. However, the majority of these studies were all small-scale studies and further research on large scale studies need to be done to reveal the exact effectiveness um, of ginseng and its role in reducing risk of cancer. So again, with things like taking supplements and you know looking at elements of your diet that do or cause particular things, being able to control all the variables is really difficult in nutrition. So is it that people who take ginseng just have healthier diets and that's also reducing their cancer risk? Like do they have other healthy habits along with taking ginseng, right? We don't really know and it's really difficult if this study hasn't been designed well to really test that but certainly some promising results there. Studies have also found that Chinese ginseng has the ability to regulate and inhibit most known modulators of cancer formation including cell growth and division, cell death and tumour formation. These studies found that when using Chinese ginseng in conjunction with anti cancer drugs, including chemotherapy and immune therapy, that there were anti tumor effects. So, again, not a replacement for your main cancer treatment, but certainly could be something you could take in addition to, you know, ensuring that your diet is nutrient dense and you're getting enough protein and you're staying well nourished, as well as, you know, doing your chemotherapy or any, or Other therapy that has been recommended to treat your cancer. So again, don't use it as a replacement therapy. There's definitely not enough evidence there, but use in conjunction with your main therapy could be a good thing. So just that you know, obviously you need to be careful. These results do sound promising, and you'd assume that Chinese ginseng lives up to its claims. However, all of these studies have were done in like microorganisms and animals. So clinical trials and testing on humans is still very limited and inconclusive. So essentially, right, we, we just want to be careful. We never make um, recommendations based on animal studies alone. We kind of use that for preliminary we- research before we then might head into doing some human studies. So even though the ginseng sounds good and it could be something you could take in conjunction with your main therapy, obviously talk to your um, GP or your Treating oncologists about that. um, But, you know, take it with a grain of salt. So there you go. I don't know what to say, really. I guess the thing is overall is that we're seeing these claims on social media about what adaptions can do, you know, reduce stress, help you lose weight, treat cancer. It's all quite over exaggerated, long bows drawn from sort of inklings that we're seeing in the research. And I guess what I would say is, you know, there's stronger evidence around good fruit and vegetable intake and overall diet quality in cancer risk, um, and then and pairing that with cancer treatment than there is with taking ginseng or ashwagandha, right? You know, same deal with stress. There's there's stronger evidence for particular theory um, therapies for managing stress and mental health than there is for the adaptogens. So look, I think end of the day, my recommendation would be if you've got the money to spend and you you want to try them and you want to take them, go ahead. There's, There's no evidence to suggest that they're dangerous or bad for your health. Certainly don't. Um, overuse them or overdose them. Be really, really careful about that, and always check with your GP to make sure that there's no clashes with any other medications that you're taking. But I guess don't take them under the the premise that they're a miracle pill that are going to solve all your problems. Right? The stressor of COVID lockdown, or the stressor of a poor relationship, or the stressor of you know financial insecurity. Right? Those things aren't going to go away just because you're taking a, a pill. Um, And we're still having to sort of learn to how to manage this stress effectively, not just from our physiology, but, you know, our psychology as well. So that is it for the adaptogen series. I'd love to know what other things you would like um, me and my intern team to research and put more shows together. If you do have any questions, hit me up on social media. Happy to, to answer them. Otherwise, have a great day, team. After years of being bombarded with diet culture, I so understand that the world of healthy eating is super, super hard. My healthy eating program helps people who are struggling with their eating habits to lose weight, feel good about themselves and eat well for the rest of their life. I do this by teaching one nutrition principle at a time and showing you how to establish this knowledge as a habit in your everyday life. This is unlike any other program on the market today that simply gives you a meal plan, a list of good and bad foods, or expects you to change everything all at once. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.au.